baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 oh. What time is it? It is now 10 o'clock, darling. <laughs> In fact, we'll just make it 10.08 right here on WCCO. It's time for the Mom and Michael Hour, and it is my favorite hour for these 23 years. Well, it has been 23, Michael. I think you started about 10 years after I was there uh, here at CCO. Uh, I think it's been 13 years for me, actually. Oh, 13. Okay. Okay. Okay, Michael. First of all, hi, honey. Hi. By the way, do you know it's May 1st? It is May 1st. My birthday's coming up, dude. And your birthday's coming up. And, and, and there's the whole joke of this song from NSYNC with Justin Timberlake where everyone says it's going to be May. You know, because well, it's the line from just, Justin, Justin Timberlake where he says it's going to be me. But the way he says me, he says May. And so there's this <laughs> meme that goes around every single year of Justin Timberlake's face. And they say it's going to be, and it's a picture of his face because we all know it's going to be May. And every, at the end of April, that's always the popular thing. So I wasn't at this party, but Lance Bass, member of NSYNC, owns a club here in West Hollywood. And uh, I saw a video that, that, that they posted from, from the club for Lance Bass's birthday, where they played that song where Justin, Justin Timberlake sang that line at the club as the clock strokes midnight uh, for May 1st. And everyone was there singing along saying, it's going to be May. So, you know, one of those cool things you can do in Los Angeles when you're playing into the joke that is the association of that song and May 1st. Well, there you go. By the way, you do not have to get me anything for my birthday. You know what I want for my birthday from you? What's that? What's I want to come visit you. I want to come see you. Come hang, hang out? out with my son. Yep. That's what I want to do. Oh, you have all the I can't do it. I can't do it on May 4th, but I'm sure going to get there either at the end of May or beginning of June. You'll have all the stories. You'll come back. You have gone to all the clubs and the restaurants and the brunches and the places and Hopefully people are in town. I went to brunch on Saturday. Um, and, you know, Coachella is over. Uh, right. But there was a third weekend, which was the weekend after the second weekend of Coachella was Stagecoach. And there were major artists performing at Stagecoach. And there were a few other shows going on in Indio and parts of Palm Springs. So really, I went to brunch um, on Saturday. And people, no one was there. I, I, I was asking the staff, they're like, hey, where is everyone? And they were thinking maybe it was Stagecoach or something else like that. Um, so people were still out and gone. And then later that evening, I met some friends for drinks. And uh, that was not the case. It was wall-to-wall packed. So I guess, wow. I guess we all went to Stagecoach during the day, drove back, and then went out Saturday evening. Because I, when I tell you, every club... Uh, was wall-to-wall packed here in Los Angeles. People were out doing their thing. And again, that was part of the whole weekend where Lance Bass had his party. And there were celebrities. Tom Daly was at a bar I was at in West Hollywood. Uh, E.J. Johnson, Magic Johnson's son, he was at the exact same bar at the exact same time. There were all these famous people hanging out at this one random sports bar in the middle of West Hollywood. I don't know why. 
EJ Johnson had like pointy sequin sparkly shoulders on his jacket at a sports dive bar in West Hollywood. I mean, I would wear the same thing. <laughs> if I could, I would also do that. Um, but it was the whole thing. I'm like, we have an Olympian. We have the son of, of, of a famous basketball player. It's wall to wall pack. People are out. It was a very eventful weekend. Well, it's always an eventful weekend with you, Michael. And by the way, I think it was Bill Maher that was um, quoted as saying, COVID is over. You know, COVID is over. And a lot of his fans are going to absolutely take that and run with it. Yay, COVID is over. I don't I don't think I'm there yet. Oh, it's not over. I still have friends getting it right now because they didn't get it before. As you know, I got it over the holidays. So I feel right. like I'm in a, a short period where I might not get it again. But that isn't confirmed. I, I very well might be able to get it again. And there was an iClub I walked into um, on Saturday evening. And I went in there and it was just, like I mentioned, wall-to-wall packed, even though there was a whole wall gone. It was technically open air. Between the amount of people who were in there and the fog machine, it was just too much. And I walked in and I took one breath and I said, well, this is COVID. So <laughs> it, it, it most definitely is not over. Any of us who are going back to the office are probably getting emails about you know, hey, you may have been exposed to someone who had COVID. It is still going right. around. People are still getting it. Um, if it seems slower, it's because in big cities, so many of us have had it already. So I imagine when our, our, our temporary immunity from Omicron wears off, whatever's going around, we'll get that all again. And uh, that'll be that. But I can tell you something, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a cold or the regular flu in quite some time. And obviously it's because we aren't going out as much, but as you've heard, I have been going out as of late. Um, But the the big difference here is I stopped biting my nails. When did you stop? You've been doing that since you were like five. (laughs) I have been biting my nails my entire life. And years ago, I realized that that that's probably a good reason why I catch every cold flu that's going around, I always get it because I'm biting my nails all the time. It's been a, uh, a thing that I've done and had for a long time. And uh, this year, starting in January, I started, ready for it, I started getting Manny Petties. And this, <laughs> this past January, really? I started getting manicures and pedicures. I've had one, no, I've had two Manicures, manicure pedicures in my entire life. The first one was with you when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, this takes too long. Why am I doing this? No, right. thank you. It smells like chemicals in here. This is the whole thing. My nails are you so hated shiny. Why did yeah. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then I went with... But I thought uh, it would Joey. stop you from eating your nails, man. You were like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was very, oh. very good thinking. But as a teenager, I was like, what is this? This is not a thing I will ever want to do again. And I went, went with Joey and my friend Audra uh, a few years ago. And that was cool because it's like a leg massage. I, again, mm-hmm. still, I just was like, this is such a tedious process. I, there's no way I would ever do this. January of this year, I went to the mall that I always go to see movies and go shop and hang out. And I was like, okay, I'm here anyway. There's a new um, um, spa salon, I guess you can call it, open. And I said, you know what? Let me, let me go in here and, and just try this. I, I, I did it for the new year. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll get a mani-pedi. I'll this was your it. resolution, was it? They, it wasn't a resolution. Not peace on no, earth, no, mani-pedi. <laughs> normally I go to the spa, I detox, I get a massage. It was like a new year. And I was like, well, I, you know, COVID, I'm not going to go do all those things. But 
I'll go do this weird thing that I haven't done in forever that I know is very relaxing and nice. And it'll be a nice start of the year to have really clean nails. And it'll be something different. And then I kept going every two weeks. And I haven't bitten my nails since. And You have not. Uh, you, literally, it cured you. It, sure. From biting your nails. I mean, seriously, I mean, you've sure. been doing that for so long. But it's, this is such an experience. Expensive cure. Yes, it I is. Just, oh, <laughs> sweet Jesus. I, and I go to this, I go to a very, I, I think I've told you, Century City Mall, the Westfield Century, Century City Mall is a scene. People go there and they dress up. Okay. They look good. They have their puppies and their families. To and, go get a mani-pedi? But I'm saying that that mall is not a place you show up in sweatpants. It's a place you show up in Gucci. So the oh the, the the salon... Uh, like uh, as so is very expensive. It's very nice. It's very clean. They have massage chairs. They're very, you know, everything's great there, but the prices are through the roof, but I'm there anyway. I thought I would do it. And now they, they've gotten used to seeing me. They call me sweetie and handsome, um, which <laughs> great. Thank you. I will take all those compliments. I think they called me that when, when you took me, when I was a teenager back in the day. Wow. Um, but it's just it, it's a very expensive habit, but I guess I can write it off to my health and say, I saw a bite of my nails, this is good, we're still in a pandemic, COVID is still an issue, there's still colds and flus around. Um, but I think the, the, the miser might say, uh, it's called nail, nail clippers. You can do it yourself. <laughs> you can do it yourself, but not as well as they can. Not yeah, as well as yeah. they can. I mean, there really is an art to it all. And I have to tell you, Michael, it's so expensive here in Minnesota. I'm sure it's really expensive there, too. But I went to go get a fill, an acrylic fill, so I don't have any fake nails on. It's just the stuff that keeps your nails strong. And I had acrylic put on and um, gel polish, and it cost me $50. And I decided, I got up to leave, and I said, you may not see me for a long time because $50 <laughs> for a fill is just too much. It's too much. It doesn't make any sense to me. You could go buy some dip and do it yourself. Have you heard of dip where you put your finger in this little bottle with this no. powder and glue no. and you just dip it in there and it's on and you, you know, clean it around the edges and get gone. I just, I haven't heard it's like of that. $50? Then I should have like a drink. You should be offering me <laughs> champagne for $50. Should, yes, they should offer you champagne. And I don't even drink champagne. Chair. It's the whole thing. So I wouldn't got a basic manicure pedicure uh i got the buff on my feet and nails no polish just a basic basic service guess how much it was after tip well you know it is um you know it's la okay i'm glad that you paused right there that a hundred dollars it was a hundred dollars for many petty basic services at this particular mall uh, where, you know, again, it's one of those places. And so wonderful. I found this thing that cured me of biting my nails. Oh, here's to my health, but here's not to my bank account. So I have to, I got to figure something else out $100? to be able to not bite my nails. And not Do they have, have those fish that eat all food. of your, like, you know, those fish that eat around your toes and carry on? Oh, those, all that's extra. If you want to get calories. Would you ever do that, though? Get, would you ever do that? Uh, sure. I mean, oh, I, I would never do that. 
I, I could never eat fish again. Hey, Michael, we have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 1024 here at WCCO. This is the Mom and Michael Hour, my favorite hour as we ended tonight at 11. And we are excited that you have decided to stick and stay with us. We just really appreciate it. I just love this hour as well as the other hours, too. Now, Michael Battle, of course, we're talking about Manny Petties. Um, and I just I don't know if they're still doing that fish thing. I mean, they might have taken that. You know, they might have had inspectors come in and find out if people are complaining about it because um, I haven't seen it in forever. I have no, not seen people are fish. still doing it with a tiny fish in a large uh, vat, if you will. You put your feet in there, and they're uh, carnivorous fish, and they eat all the dead skin cells off your feet. That's you know, I didn't happens. need to hear I'm that. Not... You know, it's 10 something. Hey, <laughs> I need to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't know if they this particular place. <laughs> These I are not go. sugar plums like dancing in my brain, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this place does that service, but it still exists. But I'm just still bewildered. I mean, this whole many petty thing is just not a thing that I've ever done. It's not a thing that I've ever wanted to do. I've just never really been a big fan of it. It's expensive. Uh, I have many friends that get actual uh, various colors of polish put on their nails. It's very popular here in certain parts of Los Angeles. And I just feel like I, I just don't think I can go to work like that. So I don't do it. I'll go with a little bit of buffing on there. But anyway, it's all new to me. I'm behind the times because Lord knows the kids are doing all the things and painting the nails. and It's no big deal. Um, but uh, I, I've joined the bandwagon and most importantly have stopped biting my nails after an entire life of doing so. So if anyone else out there needs to find a way to stop biting their nails, might I suggest a very expensive remedy, and that is a manicure. Michael, your nieces are um, like taking Shagun and just making that poor little boy uh, their, their, <laughs> seriously, their own statue. It's like he's the doll of the family. And so they put makeup on him, they do his nails, and he just sits there <laughs> looking around like, what is happening to me? Who it should is, I call? You know? <laughs> he's the youngest. And it's funny because like, Sarah actually has a good fashion eye. You know, she does. All matches, he had glasses. She put a cell phone in his hand like he just couldn't even. And but I thought that was his sister Sade. I thought it was Sade. Oh, and it was Shagun. Right. But it was him all dressed up, having no idea why oh, he is the look in on all his of face. that. But... <laughs> the look of, I can see it in his sunglasses. He was looking around like, who's not here that's supposed to help me? I mean, come why, on. Somebody need to come to me. Rescue why? me. But you know what? <laughs> I saw that picture of him dressed up by his older sister, and I laughed so hard, not just because of what it was, but also picturing what he'll think when he sees that picture when he's older and looks oh back and re realizes what his sisters did to him. I mean, my older sister put me in class and made me learn languages that she had invented and literally had to learn how to conjugate said languages 
and tried to form sentences in said languages. I was put into school by my sister when I wasn't in school. So I understand the whole younger brother, you know, situation. So I think I hope hopefully he'll look back on that experience as fondly as I do that with Venice. Oh, my God. He looked just disgusted. I remember one time they put a skirt on his head. They put yeah. a skirt on his head, and he looked terrified. He was sitting there looking around going, can't somebody help me? <laughs> it's Why am I hilarious. It, it was the lipstick for me. It was like, wow, they went all the way. They put him in lipstick, the phone, the glasses. The, the whole thing. bit. The whole bit. But, oh, my God, I felt bad for him. So today when he showed up in all of his glory with, you know, his favorite pants on to have the sharks on his knees, you know, he was pretty mm-hmm. happy. But he looked at me as if to say, I'm so grateful to see you, Grandma. <laughs> You have saved me from the sisters who dress me up. Yeah. So stop doing that, that poor baby. I know. Yeah. It's just it's exactly. hilarious. <laughs> and he looks so much like his sister. So, you know, I thought it was her. Wow. Hey, Michael, no. by the way, we have a men's spa salon in Minneapolis. Did you know that? I drove past it when I was there in the summer. Mm-hmm. I saw it all on the side of a building. I think it's on Washington. Washington. Yes. 930 South Washington Avenue. Mm-hmm. So if you want to stop biting your nails, I'm sure that men's spa offers manicures. That's the place to go. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Why not? And it's open from 9 a.m. on, so who knows? Go get it. Go to menspasalon.com. Now, look, I don't know anybody that's ever gone. I don't know what it's like. I'm just letting you know, guys, there is a men's spa on Washington in downtown Minneapolis. But, but, but also, take- it doesn't need to be a men's spa. It can be any spa anywhere. You can just go get it done. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. And when they get the clear polish on, you know that guy that I was dating? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I took him to get one of those, and he decided he wanted the polish, the the clear. You you don't need the clear polish, just the buff on there. I know, but you tell him that, okay? Hey, we got to take a break, (laughs) and then we'll come back in a minute. (laughs) We'll be back. It is now 1035 here at WCCO. Welcome back. As we wrap up this half hour, my goodness, it is already 1035. Um, I, I want to talk to Michael about theater. As you all know, he loves operas. He loves theater and so much more, Michael. I mean, really, you are into the arts completely. And I am always interested in the place that you choose to go to or the concerts that you choose to go to. Can you tell me the last time you went to a concert and the last time you went to a play and the last time you went to an opera? Yes, yeah, so I'll go in reverse. The last concert I went to was Atlanta's for set at the Hollywood Bowl here in Los Angeles, and that was an amazing, amazing show. She killed it. She was just, I was rocking out the whole time. Uh, last opera I went to uh, was, no, not Akhenaten. It was the other Philip Glass piece called uh, Satyagraha. And that was probably four years ago. I, I want to go see that at, at the LA Opera. Potentially only three, maybe the year before the, the, the lockdown here. Um, and I haven't seen live theater, live performances besides the last four set uh, since the lockdown here in LA. No musicals? And nothing, because we really just haven't had them. I, I didn't feel comfortable going, so we haven't seen the live show. But this weekend, I got to go see uh, touring broadway musical for the first time since the pandemic began and it was a glorious return to seeing it and guess what show i got to go see what did you get to go see hades town 
Oh, so, yeah. We were going to talk about that tonight. That's right. <laughs> so apparently, I looked it up, and Hadestown was in Minneapolis in March. Um, so it's already yep. come and gone through that city. Did you get a chance to see it, or did you talk about it? I, You know, I don't remember if I talked about it. I don't think so. I'm still trying to figure that out, Michael. But, um, I've yeah, it was March 15th through the 20th this year at the Orpheum mm-hmm. Theater. Um, so I'm sure people, you know, went to go see it. I, I read about it, um, the musical online, and I just thought, nah, not for me. I even watched some of the clips of the music and the performers and what the stage was like. And, and it was just a little kit- kitschy for me. I don't know. I just didn't – it didn't – make me want to see it and i thought it was about hell hmm i mean understandably it is called hades town but i will say i felt the exact same way that you felt i originally um this was friday evening i was it was friday afternoon i was still working and i said you know what i'm really missing the arts i want to go see some sort of really good performance and and, uh, there's there's a show of uh who's afraid of virginia wolf at the geffen theater here with uh calista flockhart and um I forget his name, one other name who's in the show. And I know people who are friends with them and who were saying it's really, really good. And I was like, hey, let's go see that. But then the Guffin, the Guffin has a rule where you have to have wear masks in the theaters. And I was like, you know what? That just doesn't seem as free as I would like it to be this evening. Like, you know, so maybe I'll look around. And Joey said, I'm surprised you don't want to go see Hades Town, which is the Broadway musical that's here in town right now. And I said, you know, I don't know anything about that show. I've never heard of it. So like you... I went online and read uh, a review of the show. I went and watched the trailer for the show and tried to get a sense of what it was. And I had the same takeaway. It just seemed like this period piece set in the you know, 20s or 40s. And it just seemed like a lot of people uh, you know, doing kind of a New Orleans-style music right. period piece. And I had no interest of going back to that time and living in that space and, and, and you know, all the tropes that tend to come with pieces like that. I just had no interest in doing that. Um, you know, what changed your mind? Well, I, I, I'll say one more piece. I, I, I even watched a YouTube clip of one of the famous scenes of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it and I was entirely bored. And I, I scrolled down to read the comments and they were all saying, oh, this scene's so amazing. That people cried when they saw the scene in theaters. They're saying the video doesn't do it justice. I'm like, what are they talking about? It's just some dude on stage with some, some lamps swinging around him. I don't understand what they're talking about. I said, all right, I'm not going to go buy orchestra seats to see the show. But you know what? I'll play the uh, Broadway cast recording on, uh, in the background while I'm working. So I hit play on YouTube, and I just kept working. And then I couldn't work. I was transfixed by the music. It is not this New Orleans period piece. It's like this hybrid alternative music, uh, extraordinary harmonies. It, it, it's, the, the show has smatterings of uh, Rint, Dear Evan Hansen, Once on this Island, Pippin, all combined, oh, and a little bit of Hamilton in there, all into one piece and fabulously diverse. Um, and it, it, it takes all these Greek myths and combines them all, uh, Hades and Persephone, um, uh, Hermes is in it, and it, it takes these various stories and puts them together into this tragic love story. And it just, the music was so incredible. And I said, this is nothing like I saw 
in the ads. This is nothing like I I read about, but I, whatever this is that I'm listening to, I want to go see that live because the vocals, the songs, the music itself is so beautiful. So I bought tickets, orchestra seats in the Amundsen Theater here in downtown Los Angeles, and on a whim, we went to go see the show, not knowing what I was getting into. And I just thought, you know what, this music will be good. I don't know what they were talking about online, about breaking into tears, all that kind of stuff. The show starts. When I tell you this musical was extraordinary, it was truly extraordinary. The vocals, the set, the harmonies, the it just the, the structure of the songs themselves, the acting performances, the choreography, and then there came the song, Wait For Me, near the end of the first act, which is the video that I tuned out halfway through and was reading comments on, and they were all saying how amazing it was. And I didn't understand, but when you see it in the theater, I literally broke into tears <laughs> during that scene. Halfway into that scene, I just started weeping. It is awe-inspiring. It is so wonderfully simplistic the stagecraft that, that they use to create the effect, which I won't give away here because, you know, if someone wants to travel to go see it either on Broadway or in Los Angeles, it is worth it. But I won't give away what happens. It's a very simple moment. Uh, and, and just their use of light and dark and, and shadow. And it, it just, when it happens, it, I felt like I was watching a magic show. And they actually were using principles of, of using, you know, stronger lights to hide shadow that I've seen in actual magic shows. It was all played into this one moment in the show. Um, but that was one thing. The tears were there, but all of it, the whole story itself was fantastic. So it has easily become one of my favorite Broadway shows ever, which is a, a big thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is it's a big a thing very, to say. Yeah, it's a very big statement. I have I've given this speech to friends of mine this weekend already saying, if you want to go see it, I will go back with you to see it a second time. I purchased the album already. I played it religiously. Uh, even I told you I went out the other night and on the way home in the Uber, I had one of the songs stuck in my head and I found myself playing it on my phone. I'm sure the driver was like, who's this guy leaving a nightclub playing a Broadway musical with sad songs? But it was just it has such beautifully haunting music. I just wanted to play it again and, and sing with it. Um, so it's already left the Twin Cities, but I'm just seeing it now. I'm late to the to, to, to the bandwagon. It won 10 Tonys, including Best Musical. Uh, the, the Before the Broadway cast recording, there was a concept album release that won a Grammy. Uh, so it has won many awards. People have, have acknowledged how amazing the show is. And even when I went to go buy tickets, I could see that throughout the run here in Los Angeles, it was quite popular. So I knew something was happening here. So I'm late to the game from 2019, but in 2022, I can tell you, this show is a must-see. Well, um, I'm never going to go. And because it took you 10 minutes to explain that, I'm very clear I'm never going to go. Uh, but however, I will listen to the album uh, and just check out more of the songs because the songs I heard, it just did not move me. So, yeah, I'm never going to see it. But actually, my work here is done because if you go on YouTube and listen to the Broadway cast recording from beginning to end, you won't be able to not want to see the show because the music is that good. You're going to listen to it and say, what is this? I must go see this in theaters. So trust me, it's going to change you. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm never going to say I must go. No, that's not going to happen. 
I wonder no. if it's still here in June when you come here, because, you know, we could just go see it again. I don't think so. Is there a Cirque du Soleil show? Same thing. There is nope. a Cirque du Soleil Same thing. Cirque du Soleil, Hades Town. Cirque du Soleil, Hades Town. Same thing. Very different. And you also said you were never going to watch all, all the Marvel films, and yet... <laughs> in the, in I've been watching time. them. I really have. Yeah, you've been watching them all. I've watched several of them that, now. Right. And you realize how wonderful Because Javita loves them. So I sit with her and we watch them. And they're great. So in the same way you say you're never, quote unquote, never going to see Hades Town or never going to do X, Y, and Z, I will leave ample space for you to see the brilliance of the show and want to go see it. Oh, my gosh. You just put me on blast. I do not appreciate it. (laughs) I did. I did indeed. Okay, Michael, um, we're going to take a break because I need to breathe just to think about that Um, and all that you put into that. That was really something. I've heard you talk about operas like that, but never never a Broadway piece like that. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's truly extraordinary. I'm playing the the album, trying to learn the harmonies, just the, the, the... the musicality of it all is just—it's on a whole different level. So, if you and like, and I can't even get writer, you to sing the prayer with me. You know the one, <laughs> well, the one, Andrea Bocelli and 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 what's her name? Uh, and Celine Sarah Dion. That's a much more no, 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 Celine. Song, but... yeah. Oh, come on, Michael, really? Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, you're right. Celine Dion, you're correct. Sorry. Uh-huh. But you know, listen to Hades Town, and maybe we can sing one of those together. God, no, no. No, I'm never going to listen to that. I, I'm not interested. I read all about it. I watched a couple of videos, and that was enough. But again, it was really poorly advertised. I know, son. I really appreciate you. But you know what we have to do right now? Take a break. I know. I have nothing but love for you, son. <laughs> oh, one more thing. I'm never going to see it. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everyone, as we um, start to... In the conversations here on WCCO, I've had such a great time with my son, of course. It is now 1051. And, Michael, I have one question I want to ask you before we leave tonight. Um, Do you believe that we, right, our family, yourself and Joey, can survive without technology? Can survive without technology? Of course not. (laughs) No. My man. My man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one in modern Western society can survive without technology. That, that's such a large statement. It's, just, it's not possible. Of course not. I disagree with that. I think it's absolutely possible. I think if we merge the two, then I think we have something. Well, I think everyone what? should be if, – if technology goes away all of a sudden, right, and mm-hmm. people think it's done and we're doomed – um, I read an article that said, you know, most people will be dead within like you know less than a week. And I'm like, yeah. no, if we if we prepare ourselves now to integrate the two. Right. Really? Wait, could, could we, what and what? To integrate how to cook, how to eat, how to grow food, all of that. <clears throat> I mean, we know that gas and light and all of that is run by technology. Everything is technology. Mm-hmm. Our cars are technology. Right. So. Right. I get that, but what if everybody had an old truck sitting somewhere and they go, well, you know, I'll just start driving this and take some leaded gas and find leaded gas. But where are you going to get the gas? Oh, that's true. Oh, you know what? What is that one? What is that one that they have um, 
created. It's a certain oil that you use to cook with. I forget what it's called. But where are you going to buy that oil? Oh, Javita said propane. But but, but even if it's... Huh. There's no version of this where technology is not going to intersect with one's needs uh, for survival across the board. So we're talking technology at large, all facets of technology. No, there's no way you're going to survive because it touches everything in our lives, and more so now than it ever has before. Now, can people live closer to being off the grid? Absolutely. There are people that do it now. There are crazy people who live in a bunker somewhere, who knows where, and have all their stuff, and they hunt, and they live off the grid, but don't have cell phones. We know that those people exist. So that's possible, yes, but someone who is currently in modern technological society suddenly shifting away and, and learning how to do that. Not the case. In fact, this points to a, a, a kind of stupid conversation I was having with friends of mine a few weeks ago at a bar <laughs> where, where they were like, yeah, if the, I was talking about all my allergies. My question reminds you of a stupid conversation. A stupid conversation? <laughs> I was talking about all my allergies and, and okay. they were saying, you know, it, they were saying if a zombie apocalypse came, they yeah. would survive. And I quickly said, oh, I wouldn't. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, no, I'd be the first to go. I have too many allergies. I have too many needs. Certain foods I can't eat. I have to take enzymes to eat anything. I get cold all the time. I said, oh, no, I wouldn't make it. I would just, I would hug those that I love and think it was good. It was a good run, but I'm going to be a zombie because I'm not making it. <laughs> but the two of them were convinced that they would both survive. And wouldn't turn into a zombie. And I was like, I, I guess because they've watched the TV show and know the rules. I haven't <laughs> seen exactly the Did I don't know the rules. I'm like, no, I, I wouldn't make it. It wouldn't be me. Okay, final question. We're going to get off of that because you win. You win. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, final question, very short. Disney, $157 million or whatever it is they give to Florida. Have you discussed that at all with your friends or you guys talk about it at all? Oh, it's just the silliest thing ever because, of course, DeSantis was like, oh, we're going to take away your special district. And then finally, uh, Disney came back and said, oh, great. Well, then you get to pay our debt of a billion dollars that, of course, has to get financed by Florida taxpayers. So now it's in this weird kind of stalemate where Disney is going to proceed as they were while DeSantis has to figure out if he really means this, if he really is going to go forward with the bill he signed into law, he has to figure out where he's going to get a billion dollars. But of course, all of this is affecting the stock market, and the Disney yeah. share price yeah. is lower than it, it hit at the like base of the 2020 uh, recession. I mean, I, I bought Disney stock at 115 per share, and it's below that. It was at 113 last time I checked. I'm not sure where it's going. And then, of course, is just after Netflix uh, announced that they had lost subscribers and their stock tanked. It broke. It went below 200, down from 600 plus as it was it was before. So those two events are driving down all the tech stocks across the board, uh, and it's just not looking great. So you know, it's like, is it, is it the time to buy? I'm not sure. I'm not the expert, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens uh, between Bob Chapek and, uh, and and DeSantis in Florida with Disney World. I think people are getting tired of streaming and watching all these shows, and I think it's too much. I think we we've got overload. I shouldn't say we. Oh, I I, I totally. I shouldn't agree. say we. <laughs> no, because they 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 are people are 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 
are consuming all of this content at, at higher levels than ever before. It, the, the, the numbers of people watching streaming services is not, have not gone down. The people willing to pay premium prices for certain services has. So they're picking which services they want, which ones they're willing to turn off for a few months, wait for the next episode of something else. But no, they're all still watching all these services at large. Unbelievable. You know I love you, son. You're my favorite son. All right, love you, honey. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Good night, everyone. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.